Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpresscom with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is the best of two pros and a couple Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. You know, there are some people that are not happy with the assumption that, you know, it's commonplace that, you know, Michigan, what they're doing with this sign-stealing situation and a guy going to games and filming the sideline, they don't want they don't want to deal with the reality that this might actually happen in other places, that Michigan didn't have the genius idea of having somebody buying tickets really? and sitting uh, sitting in the crowd and looking at it. Yeah, there was a lot of, little bit of blowback yesterday uh, following the conversation and the one that we had on Friday while hmm. in Columbus, as you mentioned. Yep. And so who better to discuss this than somebody who has been the most talked about program and the most talked about coach in college football all season long Deion Sanders mm. so Deion Sanders weighed in on the coach Michigan sign stealing controversy here was his take everyone's trying to get an edge I mean everyone's trying to get whatever edge they can um, you could have someone's whole game plan they could mail it to you you still got to stop it you still got to stop it. So in football, it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. Physically, you, it's a physical game. You got to stop it. So that that's a little tough. I don't buy into a lot of that stuff that someone's stealing this, stealing that. I don't, I don't buy into a lot of that stuff. You still got to play the game. So that was Deion Sanders. You do still have to play the game, but there is something to knowing what's coming your way, though. So I'm sure you guys saw this if you've been following the story. And um, I I, it just it made me laugh. So did you guys see the clip that was going around social media? It was Ohio State on offense. CJ Stratus last year, the Ohio State Michigan game. And it was a, a clip of basically Ohio State looking back to their sideline. And then it shows Connor Stallions, the the gentleman at Michigan, who's being you know accused of all of this on Michigan's sideline, and he's pointing up, giving a signal real quick, you know, looking across the field after he sees Ohio State's signal. 
And the funny thing is, is like everyone's, oh, see, see, like look at which I'm like, what? Well, that's that's actually legal. Like what he's doing is a hundred percent legal. Happens on every field, every team across the country. Okay. The irony to it, though, is the result of the play of that particular play was a touchdown pass for Ohio State to Emeka Abuka. So it's like. We're making such a big deal about whatever was taking place or happening in Michigan, even though it goes on everywhere else. Maybe they're not as slick as everyone to hide it, or maybe it's um, they're doing more advanced scouting in regards to other teams that they're they're watching and, and stealing signs for and all that. Yet we're we're finally getting someone who is probably the best in Deion Sanders to talk about because he played baseball, he played football. He can kind of tell you, like, what kind of impact does this have? And he's like, yeah, it's, you still got to go out and stop the play. This is a prime example of that. <laughs> like, you're looking at this clip and everyone's like, oh, look what they did. Look at this. And it's like, yeah, Ohio State threw a touchdown pass the next play. So whatever Michigan's doing, clearly they're not it doing it effectively. <laughs> yeah, it's not it working. working. <laughs> like, now, obviously the result of the game was Ohio State losing to Michigan, which a lot of people will point out. Oh, must have been the sign stealing. I don't know about you, man. When I go back and watch the tape, uh, I, I mean, Michigan was running between the tackles. I, Ohio State had an extra guy in the box. They just weren't making plays. Like, when you go back and look at the last two years of Ohio State-Michigan, I don't think it's a sign-stealing problem. You know, I, I don't look at Michigan's success and go, yeah, it's because they're stealing signs. They, they're just they're a good football team. They've been building towards this for a while. And, and I think it almost diminishes what those players have done because we've now gotten to the point where we want to try to find a reason for like their success over the past couple of years. And you're taking away from what they're actually doing on the field. So uh, again, this goes on all over college football. They could fix it rather quickly. And there's a reason when you talk to other people who are insiders in college football and they go to these AFCAs um, and they talk to coaches, there's a reason why they don't push for it. Because there's a lot of coaches who are really good at this. And there's a lot of coaches who make their name off of this and how they go about calling games offensively and defensively. So if you take it away and you go back to coach the quarterback, it doesn't give them that same advantage that they've had. So a lot of them aren't pushing so hard to get this changed in college football. So I, I just I still think the whole conversation around this is, is being a little bit overblown. I understand if, if they're doing something that was illegal, that was a rule put in back in the 90s, is fine. But we're in 2023. We probably need to go to a system similar to the NFL anyway. And maybe this is the, the, the actually way of pushing it forward and pushing the game forward in that respect. I just still feel like there's some type of agenda against Harbaugh. I don't yeah. know what direction it's coming from. I don't know if it's the university. I don't know if it's the Big Ten. I don't know if it's anything else. Someone else, is it is it anonymous? You know, anonymous has been known to get people on social media. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like anonymous has, has made fools of people before. Um, I just don't know where it's coming from, but I feel there is no coincidence that it's Michigan. And, and it's like always seems to be Michigan lately as of late. And I just don't I, – I, I think that whatever it is, if something else were to come up, out of this like if there was something more that g- comes Michigan's way I just think it's 100% you know it's horrible uh, when 
Jimbo Fisher got upset because Nick Saban called him out last year and made some comments about buying his athletes or buying his players. I think part of what was so upsetting to Jimbo Fisher is because he knew he probably had some stuff on Nick Saban in Alabama, and he couldn't believe that another coach would call him out for doing something that other coaches are doing. Hmm. And it feels like this is kind of in that same So another vein. coach is calling out Harbaugh. Yeah, like they they huh. probably complained and went to and, – and, you know, people within Michigan – because Deion Sanders is saying – Look, I don't, I don't necessarily buy into that because, you know, he probably knows in talking with people, yeah, this is kind of commonplace, but you just don't rat out somebody else just because you're pissed. Like, I, I don't get pulled over and then call 911 and say, what about that guy? He was speeding, too. Like, yeah, we get it. Everybody's kind of doing the same thing. You're just the one that got the blame. And it feels like with Michigan and just sort of the the pushback and everybody coming after him, I'll bet if you polled coaches anonymously around the country and said, hey, how commonplace is this? Majority just, of them would I say I just wonder why yes. it wasn't Toledo. Why wasn't it Akron? It's right. not, why, ju- why not juicy enough. Why wasn't it the University of Delaware? It's not juicy enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like this just it stinks of something. There's, there's an agenda here. You know, an agenda. I, I just, I, you know, when you study, we talked about, I talked about talking to my son and, and studying film and, and putting in the time. If you put in the time to study film, and, and, and I know us as Penn State fans, we know this, you can, you can decipher the DNA of an offense. There's only so many things a lineman can do. So if you're if you're watching film, you're studying a lineman. There's only so many things a lineman can do. And oftentimes what they do, pre-snap, how they line up, like if you got a very, very good pass rusher that is quick off the edge, I don't care what you think, that, that tackle is not going to be heavy on their hand. They're going to be sitting back three-point stance, right, or two-point, excuse me, two-point stance most likely, or super light hand three-point stance with their hand down, and they're going to escape. They're going to retreat to get back. There's certain things that if you watch the film, it, like, okay, you see the sign, you still know, okay, this 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 person here, this split by this receiver, it shows play action. It shows possible reverse. It shows a possible jet sweep. It shows a, a crosser or a bootleg. You can get all of that by watching the film regardless. Now, if they put wrinkles in, they put wrinkles in and you stay true to your keys. But to say you're stealing signs, if you're watching film of teams, you're still going to get an opportunity to put together a game plan as to what you want to do. And if you're doing it for the defense, well, that's stupid because a defense is going to run generally the same type of stuff. They're going, they may start with man. They might be man-heavy or they might be a zone-heavy team. And, and all you have to do is watch the film to see where they're aligning and what they want to take away based off of what the game plan is. Like, so instilling signs, I'm not, I, I also- I'm not certainly sure as to – what the what the distinct I would need somebody to educate me on what the distinct you know advantage is that you receive by stealing the signs. I also think that and I we've talked about this a little bit yesterday that you know there were there have been teams that have suspected Michigan of doing this and so they switched to wristbands. A lot of teams this year switched to wristbands and the result is they've lost by yeah. like thirty five a game. And I also <laughs> how's that worked out? Yeah, how's like, that worked out? And, and I also saw that Ohio State actually suspected this last year before the game and they were using majority of their calls on a wristband. And guess what? 
they still got their ass beat. They still lost. Yeah. I just. <laughs> but what are we doing it, here? It, 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 we're making a big deal about something for, because of what Lavar said. It is. It, it's. It's. It's Jim Harbaugh. It's Michigan, and he's already ticked off the NCAA. Like the whole investigation during the recruiting dead period, where you know he he wasn't helpful or cooperative in the investigation. He ticked some people off. And so then there was that. And then he ticked off the athletic director. Like there is right now, there's not a great relationship between the athletic director and Jim Harbaugh because of how things were handled last off season when he was, you know, potentially looking at NFL jobs. So there's a lot of things that are, are fishy to me about this to LaVar's point as far as, well, why is it now? Why is it Michigan? If, if people have known this for years, why is it just coming out right now? Why, 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 have, why have teams allowed this to go on? I said, one, because they're probably doing it too. <laughs> hmm. And then two, because there's something else at hand here. Mm-hmm. So, someone's behind the scenes trying to do something. Because the other thing is, is if you've got a guy who's supposedly so renowned for his decoding skills, how could you be so blatant and how could you be this poor at covering up your tracks if you're doing something that you know is illegal or trying to do it and and a lot of other people do this mind you it just it all comes off as incredibly fishy like there's much more to this that we're really not getting the full story either way though i hope it advances the game to a point where like i've been critical of this when people ask hey why scoring down the nfl and i said well how much time you got because there's a number of things you can point to, but my perspective only comes from the quarterback position. And even though that that position looks at things from a higher level, I, I still just say, okay, let's just look from the, the quarterback perspective. Nowadays, since junior high potentially, these young men are not being taught to look at what's in front of them. They clap their hands, they say their cadence, they look to the sidelines. It, it, it's like... In our society, it's what we look at. We, we always we're looking to something else to give us the answer. Like we don't experience life first. We we go Google something, and, and that's like kind of what this is. We go we we look out at the field and then we look over the sideline to get the play that we need to run. And instead of teaching kids like, hey, they're in a four down front or a three down front. This is what you what you want to do from a run blocking standpoint. This is who the middle middle linebacker is. That sets up the blocking scheme. This is what you do. And don't tell me you can't do it because we had an elaborate playbook when I was in junior high. We had check with me's, we had audibles, all that stuff. Like when you start thinking like young people aren't capable of doing more, that's your problem, not their problem. Your young people are incredibly capable of learning a lot and doing a lot. And yet we want to take the decision making out of the quarterback's hands, out of players' hands at a young age. And so junior high, high school, college now they get there and they just look at the sideline they're always looking to someone else to give them the answer instead of coaching them during the week to when they walk out there on the field they've got the answers like i I still remember when charlie weiss got to notre dame and it was a new england patriots playbook my senior year we went no huddle we had a wristband that all would he throw in a play and i'd look at it and i'd be like yeah no we're gonna run this because we got the, we got the technique we want on this side. We got a three-man side. We can run this inside uh, zone run. Or we can run this this outside zone run over here. We got a seven technique. We can reach him. You know, or, hey, we're going to run a play action. They got an extra guy in the box. You know, we're going to fake right at that guy. We're going to throw a little post in behind him. 
Like we could do whatever we want. It was the coolest thing in the world. And yet nowadays coaches take that out of quarterbacks and players' hands. And so to, to me, hopefully this leads to coaches then preparing players to then actually go out there and play the game of football and understand the game of football so they don't need to look to the sideline anymore. They can just go in there and go out there and execute and they can understand coverages and fronts and everything else because if that happens, then you get these quarterbacks, these young men, when they get the NFL level, they're much more prepared for what they're asked to do at that level as a professional because they're being treated like they're a professional, at least at the college level now. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting you down it's time to change that start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros that's h-i-m-s.com slash two pros for your personalized ed treatment options hymns.com slash two pros prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply see website for details and important safety information subscription required price varies based on product and subscription plan sex are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Brady went down in the oh, deep on geez. Twitter. Oh, easy. <laughs> Why do people take Twitter so seriously? What you know about rolling down in the deep with you? <laughs> hey, listen, man. You uh, you might get what you looked for. You t- try to go down in the deep with Q. You yeah. know what I mean? He is the uh, the wood chipper of social media. Stick your hand in there, see what happens. Pull back a stub, and that's what happened. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson's fanboy. Is he still his throwing coach? <laughs> his fanboy. Like, is he still his throwing coach? Is that even cool anymore? Our fanboys played out like limousines. Yeah. Like, don't not. you feel a certain type of way when you see a, a celebrity get out of a limo? Like, doesn't it seem kind of weird when you see a fanboy with, with or somebody that fanboys another guy? It's like kind of played out. You yeah, know what I mean? Bit. Tap it. bit. Feels like it. Like, be what your I, own fan. What, what's, what's funny about the entire situation is then you get a D-bag like Mike Florio who has to use it for content because he can't come up with his own content. <laughs> That's that's what makes Damn. me laugh about all of it. Is like, can't can't you just write your own stuff? Can't you just come up with your own stuff? I mean, are we that? Do we lack any sort of creativity or our own genuine thought? Is that how it works? Now, uh, for people, it's just that are- easy to piggyback off of of. Uh- no, it's, it's, it's beca- like here's what it is, is it's a business, right? It's all about aggregation. Like it's all about people getting clicks, people getting attention. So if they see something that's grabbing people's attention on social media or on the internet, they just gravitate towards it. And, and that's their business model. It's, it's that way for a lot of folks too, by the way. But unfortunately it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and look, don't it, come it, for it, Q it, if you don't want that smoke. That's, that's well, the moral of this story. This all gets started, though, if we're being really honest and transparent about it. It all gets started because we at Fox Sports Radio clipped off a portion and put a a headline that then allowed people to click on it. Now, was that the entire context to our conversation? No. No. Does any article write the entire context to our conversation? No. So no one's going to click back and listen to our entire show. We've already been through this in the past year with everything in regards to C.J. Stratton, what we had talked about, and then how his agent was so scared of this narrative getting out of something that he knew was out there that he came to his defense and put on this whole social media blitz and campaign. Like, that's how easy it is to dupe everyone out there and not know the actual true context to anything that's being discussed. So I made a comparison about when you get paid a lot of money, do you have as much of an incentive to go out there and do something? And, and the answer is no. And so we end up using it. Then other people click on it. It gets aggravated. It's, it's, it gets pushed. It gets pushed. And then everyone wants to comment. And look, Quincy is he's Deshaun's quarterback coach. He's some other players' quarterback coaches and all that. And look, that's his opinion. He has the ability to stand on whatever he feels like he wants to say and defend Deshaun in whatever manner he wants. But I think there's also a lot of other people out there who are look at the situation, and I have my own perspectives. I was a fan of the Browns. I played for the Browns as, as a quarterback, tried to play through an injury there. Like, I, I know what it's like to be in those situations in shoes. I don't know what it's like to make $230 million. 
but I know what it's like to come from a middle-class family, to work my ass off to get to a certain point in life. And I, I know my perspective if I was in that position. And so if people want to take issue with it, so be it. But as far as the Twitter stuff, like, come on, dude, have some fun. It's Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it. Like, stop taking it so seriously. He, he did say we're going to table this until he sees you. Yeah, you got to well, see here's the, him. It, which, which, by the way, like, and everyone, I want to act, act like a tough guy on Twitter next. Like, apparently, he saw me. I didn't see you. So come up next time. He did because I'm ooh, working. Pull up, player. Yeah, pull up. I, I'm, I'm already there. I'm already there, homie. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Pull. I'm already yeah. there. Um, but that's the thing is, like, come talk to me then. Like, if you got an issue with it, come talk to me. Like, don't sit behind a keyboard. Don't sit behind your phone. Like, come talk to me. And then you say, "Well, I saw you. Well, if you did see me, why don't you come up and talk to me then? If you got a problem, come talk to me. Mm. Not hard to find, you know. I, I mean, it's like." You saw me. I didn't see you. Sorry, dude. But mm. that's the problem with, with all this is people people want to take things really super seriously on Twitter and X and make a big deal about it. And I just – I've never viewed it as that. I, I never have. And who, for the people – oh, it's unprofessional. I mean, outside of like getting like, – because a lot of guys gain credibility through – catching on with a certain player if that player is a high profile name you catch on like he said you don't know what the f you're talking about and you gossip like a little chick i'm i just does he have the credentials to to be able to throw throw his like throw it around like that so who who is he did he play did he get drafted like did he there is a a there is a backstory here all right and and i don't even know brady if you remember this but this is how his whole issue with with brady and fox sports radio started so when deshaun watson was demanding to be traded from the houston texans i can remember because this was before we started two pros like because we were still doing the sunday night show i was doing it out of my mom's garage yeah so this is like way back during covid so this is during covid and i remember we we were one of the few people that were actually saying like defending the texans and saying wait a second he's trying to make it seem like this is an awful organization and he was upset because he's traded deandre hopkins he signed a contract extension after deandre hopkins was traded and deshaun watson was sitting there crying thanking the organization and everybody involved bill o'brien everybody the mcnair so on and so forth and so we were defending the Texans, saying, wait a second, this doesn't make sense. Deshaun Watson's trying to give you a story, and people are trying to take it down a direction that doesn't add up if you actually know the history of how this deal got done and his time there in Houston. Okay, so how did he respond Quincy to Quincy Avery saw that and went after Brady either. It might have been DMs or on social media, and that's when this whole thing. He's had it out for FSR ever since then, so much so that – Clay Travis commented on the the what Brady's tweet yesterday and was just saying, man, Brady just eviscerated Quincy Avery. Quincy Avery went at Clay Travis. They went back and forth. Obviously, Clay used to do this show on this time slot. So there's been something against Brady. Just, well, by the way, let me, let me put it this way. I've got a lot of people who've hit my DMs who are like, good for you. And I'm like, here's the truth of the matter is, it, it, and, and like Again, Quincy's going to have his own opinions on things, and, and he's he's you know that's what everyone's allowed to have in this country. That's what makes this country great. The truth of the matter is, though, I try to be objective about all this. Like people will be like, "Oh, what do you have something out for?" I have nothing out for Deshaun Watson, nothing. In fact, like when he signed that deal, even though it was questionable under the circumstances under which he signed it, I was like, "This is great for football. This is great for players." 
Deshaun Watson in one contract has done more for players as far as trying to push the envelope forward to guaranteed contracts than anyone in the history of the NFL. I'll say that again. We'll see if Fox Sports Radio clips this off. Deshaun Watson has done more for NFL players than anyone in the history of the NFL with the guaranteed five-year deal that he signed. As far as the business of football, that is more significant than ever as far as trying to push the envelope towards that. Now, that being said, how this whole thing's playing out, it's the first time we've seen something like this. So we're now getting to a point where you're like, oh, maybe this isn't going to work out so well for others because of how the last year went, how this year is going so far. And, and look, and we've said this before, only they know the true specifics to the injuries, what he's dealing with. You know, we, we tossed around the idea, like, look, if it's for him, mental health too, like he needs to get himself right in the back headspace, you know, the, right in the back frame of mind, a headspace he needs to in order to play and, and be the player that they're hoping he'll be. So, like, we, we can have, like, those conversations about all of this. But the reality is, if people are going to make a big deal about tweets and all that, like, I'm here for fun. Like, I, I'm not sitting on, on Twitter or X and trying to sit there and have some serious conversation about it. Like, look, what happened in the past happened, and if you can't laugh about it and make fun of it, I'm sorry. You don't have a sense of humor. Like, you need to, you need to go find something to laugh about and enjoy in life. And look, there was some seriousness to potentially the situation that occurred, but the reality is like it's out there, and it's it's always going to be the case. Like I'm sorry, like I don't know that many people are going to be able to get past some of the stuff that had transpired and the stories that came out from all that. I but mean, it, in regards to the long-standing story of quit, like that's what a lot of guys are like. A lot of guys will send DMs and, and fire up on Twitter, like that's the reputation, you know? It's like no, dude, like. This is just a social media platform. It's insignificant to real life. It does not matter in everyone's real life out there. I'm just still real. trying to go back to what made him feel comfortable enough to say you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm trying to understand his accolades again to understand the, why there, he would a, even step up like that. But think about any of the top quarterback coaches out there that you hear. Like, Tom House was a baseball pitching coach, and then he got into football and coaching. Like, now, granted, Tom is, to me, the best in the business at doing it. Him and Adam Dato and those guys do a fantastic job, right? But some of the most reputable people, I mean, look, I I love George Whitfield. George is an Ohio guy, came from Maslin. But, you know, George, I think, played a little bit of Arena League, played college ball at Youngstown. It's not like, you know, he's, you know, a, a former Hall of Fame quarterback, and so, to me, it doesn't necessarily matter what Quincy has done in his playing career or hasn't done, because I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more has not than actual what he's done. The reality is, if a quarterback feels like he can work with him and get better, that's all that matters. And it doesn't matter if that's at a high school, college, or NFL. And, and like I said, I don't care if he, he wants to take a shot or if he thinks he's, you know, he's got more knowledge on this situation. That's fine. That's his opinion. He's allowed that. I mean, we live in a world where, like, some of the best teachers I've ever had didn't necessarily have real-world experience in that industry. You'd like them to, but they don't always have that. But they're able to teach it in a way that gets you to understand. Yeah, I just I, – I, I get sticking well, up for your guys and your clientele. Yeah. And, and all that's all stuff. it is. It's, he's, it's an emotional response. I get that. It's an emotional response. But I, I can't say Which that is I more high school well. gossipy than anything else, I just can't way. say I took too well – 
too kindly to him threatening you. Like that just that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Well, I, like and, I, said, and I, I, threaten, I show and they, response uh, or restraint. And then when they know. then they see us face to face, then you can have your moment. Uh, I you show, know? I mean, like if, well, if they would have caught us while we were in Columbus, I wouldn't have been able to help you too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have been. You might have been on your own. I'd be like, "Hey, hold it down, Brady. I would <laughs> hold it down. Let me get my crutches." And, and I, I would have been holding Lee's hair while he was throwing up in a trash can. Somewhere. But then again, when you watch Boys in the Hood, I mean, Chris was in a wheelchair. Yeah, they, they strapped the dude up on <laughs> Doughboy. And strapped the dude up on his on the street. With and Chris came on down the the got him some. He got him a trash can. I'll, so. I'll be real though. You just hear Levar go, Brady. Yeah. <laughs> most most of the dudes who talk like that, then they see. They see me in person, like, oh, you're a lot bigger. Than I, I didn't realize yeah. that you look like, and you you kind of like look like you really would handle yourself. Yeah, I don't have <laughs> like, any problem. And, right. and then after seeing the meat wagon and the rest of the crew, you, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you, you might. You, they kind of forget. They're like, oh, they hang around big. Yeah, everyone's big. The way yeah. they yeah, kind of move, you might you, <laughs> you might know, have more you know, problems on your hand you know, than what you want. You know, what was an under the radar funny moment is when the meat wagon was at the homage bar in Columbus, and Lavar just looks at him and goes. You wore a neck roll, didn't you? <laughs> just because it looks like he's still wearing it. He looked like he's still wearing it. He walks like he's still wearing his shoulder pads with a neck roll. And, and by the way, on the whole comedic front, how could you not admire the name Massage Watson? I mean, it's come on. It's just gold. Or Towel Watson. Yeah. Like or really Massage I'll Towel Watson. I'll be honest Watson. with you, dude. I had a couple more in the chamber. I was like, all right, should I just fire this off or just let this die? And my, when my girls were like, Dad, let's go look at some of the Halloween decorations. I was like, all right, I'm not going to have time for this. So, yeah. well. I mean, that, that's the reality of it is I can't take X, Twitter, Whatever you want to call it. I can't take it seriously. And I can't take people who take it seriously serious. Because I'm like, do you know what I'm – I'm literally putting my daughter's shoes on before we're walking out the door, before I fire off a tweet, and then it never has any impact whatsoever. This one And yet, did. like, we're, we're acting like it's that serious. Like, it's just – it's crazy to me how people react to something like social media like that. They love it, man. That's, oh, that's it's their thing. The bane of our existence mm. as a society. Yeah, it's mm. their thing. And Elon, Twitter. Elon paying forty billion dollars to run a professional wrestling organization, basically. Wait, he just, wait, he just, has just let's just table it. this until I see you. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, yes, he does know what he's talking about. He actually does. I would have been off this show if y'all didn't know what y'all was talking about. <laughs> y'all ain't gonna be messing he with says, my screw reputation. This. Yeah. What, are, what are y'all putting me through this? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Right now, we turn it over to the old P on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. He is Petros Papadakis, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which you can hear on The Blowtorch, AM570 LA Sports, a Fox college football analyst. P, what's happening? Good morning. Hi, P. Hello. Hello to what's everybody. What's up, Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Is now- it over for USC? Oh, geez. Is it yes. time to cash it in? Yes. Huh. Should Kayla play any more games? <laughs> should Should Lincoln coach any more of them? Do you want me to start or? Yes, right there, <laughs> right there, <laughs> right there, uh, P. Well, I think they're in they're in some trouble. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But it's it's really kind of a confounding situation because I remember that we all started with the. Uh, Remember how much fun we're going to have with Lincoln Riley, and you don't know what it's like. You don't even know how much fun Lincoln Riley is. Hmm. And I believe that how was did it Mike go? I'm Bone. sorry. Yeah, you, you don't cut even, out for you me. Don't even know. 
Yeah, I'm not ready for the imitations just yet. But I, uh, I will, uh, I will say that it doesn't seem like that much fun mm. anymore. Mm. I mean, the defense doesn't the compete or tackle. Uh, he's banned uh, a media member, which was embarrassing. Then they turned around, and in the history of USC, for the first time that any of us can remember, my father, me, anybody in between, anybody after, that no one has ever banned USC players from speaking to the media in Los Angeles after a loss, as if you're scared of what they're going to say. And now Lincoln hasn't been at practice for a couple days. I guess he's he's got some kind of illness, and I hope he's okay. Because a head coach doesn't show up at practice, you feel like it's some kind of serious problem. But anyway, yeah, a lot of the problems with USC and a lot of the stuff we saw them coming apart at the seams is uh, kind of coming to fruition now. And there was a time that we could all sit on this show and kind of look at each other, and it was unfathomable that Cal would have a chance to beat USC. But is that unfathomable now? No, not really. No, not I at mean, all. You know, I actually have... love, I love USC land 11 points last time I looked, actually. Well, Cal's got a great back, and USC know, hasn't, but... they haven't tackled anybody. No, I'm, I felt that way about Utah yeah. because I thought Utah just didn't have enough offense coming in with a walk-on quarterback, a safety at tailback who had just carved up Cal. Cal did a better job on the tailback safety than USC did. Yeah. Uh, Vaki, Sione Vaki. Yeah. So it's amazing. And a lot, of the, a lot of the stuff that USC gave up to Utah was schematic. I mean, they had like stiff edge dudes on one-on-one with Vaki throughout the game. And he just continued to, to kill him. And USC, it's like they averaged 9.75 yards a carry in the Utah game running the ball. And they just wouldn't run it. They they want to drop back and let Caleb Williams tap the ball and run around. The offense doesn't work on time. And after a while, I mean, you guys have seen this team. It's deteriorated. And now that you've lost two games with a bunch of mercenary players from all over the place and you're not playing for a national championship anymore, which I guess Lincoln Riley somehow said was never the goal, even though – He's quoted as saying it's the goal like 20 times in the offseason. Uh, I just don't know if these guys are going to be able to like lock arms and summon it from each other and make something meaningful out of the season. I mean, so to answer still, your question, LeVar, I do, yes, I think they're in trouble. They, they still obviously have their, their Pac-12 hopes alive, though. They've only dropped one game sure. in conference play. And, I, and that's I, what I, people said after Notre Dame, Brady. They said, well, right. they still – you haven't lost a conference game. It's like, yeah, but the writing is on the wall. You think and, so? I mean, well, okay, let, let me throw this at you. Do you think the, they can summon themselves, Brady? I, I do because I think Caleb is that special, and I think they've got enough skill between you know Brennan Rice and Zachariah Branch and Taj. I, I like all these guys, even the, even Marshawn Lloyd. The, but I, I guess the the one thing I want to throw at you because you've got such good perspective on this is through this point in time in Clay Helton's career, he has the exact same record. As Lincoln Riley, is yeah. is that damning when you kind of think back to the Clay Helton era and then where Lincoln's at now and all the hype and everything else he came? Is that like when you hear that? Is that why you say this is headed in the wrong direction? Yes, because when you hear the stuff that was said after they lost to Tulane throughout the off season, 
we will have an elite defense. This is the worst we'll ever be. You know, all of those different things. And you look at this team and you look at some of the effort on defense. You look at how the D-line and the linebackers don't seem to be on the same page as far as slanting and twisting and all the stuff they do. And then they don't fill those gaps. And they get gashed. And you look at the team and you say, last year's team was better. And a lot of the way they practice, a lot of the lack of physicality, the undisciplined play, the penalties, the idiot towel waivers on the sideline that are paid to jump around and wave towels. I love towels. those guys. I love those guys, though. They have so sure much you energy. Because you're a Notre Dame fan, and it makes USC look stupid. That's why you love them. <laughs> no, come on. It's college football. There's Go a lot of energy. Another video. You know? Go do a video with them, man, and put it out with liners. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my point is all of those things feel a lot like Clay Helton, Brady. I mean – doesn't it feel like the only thing that doesn't feel like Clay Helton is that Caleb Williams is really good? Well, that you know golf what? simulator. I don't know if the golf simulator is yeah. still there. I bet you it is. Do you think, though, Lincoln would let a homeless guy come in and start returning punts in, in practice? Why not? At least he'd show up, unlike Lincoln. Wow. <laughs> we don't know what's wrong there. with him, Jonas. Well, we'll delete it from the podcast. He's got the gout. Wrong. Yeah. Like, like me, <laughs> that's the way to look at it. Yeah. That's how. That's what I had. I couldn't walk, so I just. I heard you know. had the gout from the rich foods. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know about the rich foods, but well, I that's did what it's from. It's a rich man's disease. Uh, the gout. I met Wolfgang Puck on on Saturday. Oh, that's cool. He used that's to be a, cool. a customer at the restaurant back in a humbler times. You Is know, that before right? he had. Yeah, back when he just had the one restaurant. I didn't when know I was who he was. I was like, "What's your name?" Pretty old. Yeah, he's older now. What would your What would uh, your dad say? Stop! What? I'm just asking. Listen, he introduced. This is Wolfgang Puck. He's very famous chef. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get back to USC is like USC with Clay Helton, and the answer. It's a very smart question, and the answer is yes. They're they're worse, and 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 you know the thing about Caleb Williams, and I've been very fair with Caleb Williams. I don't care about the nail painting. I don't care about the the self-importance. I mean, you give me $20 million when I was that age, I'd be dead. But if you lose a game, when you lose a game, because it feels like they're going to lose more, just get off the field. If If you're too mad to shake hands, then just get up the damn tunnel. Come on. What are we doing? You know, just to sit there and have to be coaxed off the bench by one of those towel waivers is it's a bad look. You know, you're the leader of the team. Get up, run up the tunnel. That that bothered me. You know, I, he, of course, knows all the cameras are on him. And yes, you're yes. Everybody can see you're disappointed. And then you turn around and you don't talk to the media and you turn around and you don't show up for your NIL show this week. So it's like, I don't know, is USC coming apart? You tell me. It does feel like, and I I was watching, when they were playing Arizona, there was like a state of panic in Lincoln Riley on the sideline that he was almost out of answers. Like he couldn't believe the ego and the arrogance there. They couldn't believe that they were in this much of a dogfight with Arizona in a game like that. And then you watch him the week after with Notre Dame, 
they just dismissed everything that happened and said, listen, this isn't a conference game. It's fine. Then this past week, they lose to Utah again. He doesn't let the players, as you laid out, talk to the media. Then he, he's sick and doesn't show up to practice. He misses his coach's show. It feels like this is the slow exit for him, that I don't see how he's back next year with USC. If there's an offer that comes from an NFL team, it feels like he's gone after this year. Do you get that sense as well, too? Or Texas A&M. Yeah, I something mean, look, like that. USC has a, a new athletic director, and she wasn't able to fix the, the beat rider thing in time. I'm sure she wasn't able to fix the we're not talking to the media thing in time. That was obviously a decision Lincoln Riley made. And she's got to deal with Lincoln Riley. Uh, She's got to tell him we'd love to have you here, but a lot of these Midwest media policies have to end. And you are going to do this, this, and this regarding your staff. And if that's not savory to you, if uh, you don't like – what I'm putting down as opposed to the guy that hired you, the old Bonarino, feel free to look for another job. <laughs> and, and, and she's got to do that. I mean, this is her moment to take control of a guy who's almost lost all of his shine in the city of Los Angeles, and that's hard to do. It won't uh, sound the same, though, will it? <laughs> I like the way she says it. Yeah. I don't know how she talks. Well, I mean, if, if Bonarino was there, how would it sound if he was having yeah. that conversation? Well, Bonarino was fired for inappropriate conduct. You know? I don't know what you guys want from me. <laughs> I mean, what they want from you? You guys don't even know how great Lincoln Riley is. You really don't. <laughs> yes. 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 Sorry, it took me a little it's while so to good, warm up though. to it. But, but it's so good, it. though. You got it, though. You hit it. You, know? <laughs> you rule it out. Yeah, you don't miss, P. Happier times. Indeed. Those were happier times. No, but it's sad to watch USC kind of fall apart at the seams. But when you look at what a finesse team they are and you look at the teams that compete for the championship every year uh, without the burp in the universe, TCU, uh, you kind of – feel stupid for joining all the hype train i mean is you is ucla gonna get him this year probably they play defense oh, man ucla's got uh three cornerbacks though and chip not gonna tell anybody who's gonna play <laughs> uh the the freshman quarterback has seems to have lost all confidence dante moore and i know for a fact that the team wants the other two guys to play uh, ethan garbers hasn't really played much at all this year he finally started last week and looked good and he looked good when he started the Sun Bowl. But they also have that guy, hey, look at me, it's Colin Schley from Kent State. <laughs> so, sorry, I just love the guy's name. Like, want? I like to think of, like, Chip, like, you know, when they ask about quarterbacks and he goes, uh, uh, yeah, you know, Dante and uh, Ethan. And then in the background, Colin sticks his head up and goes, it's me, Colin Schley. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Uh, but uh, so uh, other than the quarterback situation, I mean, J. Mike Sturdivant, the guy that transferred from Cal that's at UCLA, hell, he'd have better stats if he stayed at Cal uh, with the quarterback rotation, and he's a great receiver. And then they have Carson Steele and Harden and some tough backs, and they have a great defense. Uh, UCLA's problem as a quarterback, in a couple weeks they might have that shored up, and then, yeah, USC would be in trouble, deep trouble. What about Oregon? What about Washington? I mean, it's not like USC's got Arizona and Arizona State left on the schedule here, guys. Yeah, could be a problem there. Arizona State showed some life last week. Tight game. My guy Scadaboo. 
What about Scadaboo? Yeah, Scadaboo runs hard. Scadaboo does. does. He ang- he angers the opponent as well. Angers them. Yeah, and you know that's that, those are the type of games though. If you're gonna have a championship type of season, you're gonna come out and your team is not gonna look like your team. You know, I, I think it happens in pro football, and I know it happens in college, and it ha- could happen at home. It could happen on the road. Like Jonas was saying, you're you're outraged that you're in a situation where a team has got you in a dogfight and they're not supposed to. And you got to find a way to survive that game. And USC did with Arizona, except they just turned around and lost to Notre Dame and got dominated for four quarters. Washington was able to overcome against Arizona State. I think they'll be able to recover themselves and look more like Washington than USC did after they were tested. What game you got this week, MP? Oh, I got a good game in the Mountain West. A one-loss UNLV team against a one-loss Fresno State team right. in Fresno. How, Let's go. How about Barry Odom, man? What a job he's done, huh? He reminds me of uh, the old mid-card jobber in the WWF, Barry O. Is it B- Barry Horowitz? Or? No, they would just go, Barry Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I met Barry Odom in Vegas when we were there in the summer, Brady, and I was really impressed with him. Uh, you know, he was at Mizzou and all that, and he'd been in the SEC. And he, uh, he's he got UNLV going in the right direction with a freshman quarterback. And, and uh, we all know Jeff Tedford at Fresno. So that'll be a good game, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, Friday night, Saturday night. Are so. you upset that Skittles are gone from California? Somebody just gave me a huge bag of oh. illegal Skittles at Ooh. the radio remote on Ooh. I'm sorry. What happened? Contraband. We live in California, Brady. Pretty soon it's going to be like uh, Leningrad in the 80s. Yeah. You, so well, why, no, no more Skittles. Skittles, no more food. Skittles. The food coloring is bad for you. No more Skittles. Yeah. Well, why is only California then doing that? Shouldn't everyone be worried about that? Well, we're trendsetters here in California, so. Okay. Yeah. No more uh, Skittles. So, yeah, but somebody gave me a bag of Skittles, and I hate to say, you know, like somebody falls to the bottle at night. I, might, I fell to the bag. Dang. Fell to the a bag. couple of handfuls. Fell to the bag. Oh, no. I mean, people have been trying to buy that ish like crazy. And uh, the, 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 what, the Cheetos, the fiery Cheetos. Yeah, like yeah. It's the red food coloring, I think, yeah. that they're after. Uh-huh. But, LeVar, I will uh, I'll bring these Skittles for you. I mean, I still got some left. Everybody oh, loves nice. these hot, hot Cheetos out here, though. It's a, it's a wild, like, phenomenon. Yeah, and now the hot Takis are taking over for hot the kids. Hot Takis, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Petros, nothing's as hot as you. Get him on the oh, wow. old P. Say what's Twitter up to the lizard, 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 lizard. I will. Do it again next week. There he is. Petros Papadakis, a Wednesday tradition here on FSR. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.